off i want to say sorry <laughs> for choosing this movie did you choose this movie yes he did and i, I was did. about to go but then then john stepped on it with that and it was so much better than my intro <laughs> i was so afraid john liked this the whole time I'm like he picked it i am oof. yeah like no. chewy chewy might kill him <laughs> i'm not gonna kill him i'm yeah, just gonna no. be like this I wish we had known. <laughs> yeah, no, cards on the table. It was Robin Williams was on it, and that was about it. And I was like, oh, I want to see something with Robin Williams. So, and so when we yeah. get there, when we get there, I'll talk about it. But I saw this before, like right when it came out, and I remember enjoying it. And oh, really? There, there'll be things to talk about with that <laughs> because I did not enjoy it this time. We'll get there. We'll get there. We yeah. actually have we'll other it. things to talk about today. Like this is the final episode of D.D. Allen Month on Behind the Hype. I don't think I even said the name of the show yet. Mm. Uh, with me, Brian Dressel, and Chewy Darso, and Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. There, I yep, kind of snuck an intro in there. What, like a minute into the recording? That's fine. Um, but yeah, our final week talking about D.D. Allen, and the editing was good. Yeah. Yeah. We could say that. So compared to last week where the movie was good and there was no editing, this week there's no movie here. But the editing was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a movie. Is it, though? It's a movie with a lot of thoughts. A lot and of... zero execution. It's just a lot of just... Except an execution of its main character. It's just a lot of irrelevant thoughts. Just... Yeah. What if you thought you killed someone as a kid? What if you want to later that it didn't What happen? if you could look at everyone's memories? What if people had a problem with that? What if what they could look at your what memories? If, what if you th- thought you didn't have one, but then you do? What if that means you can't do your job? What if you have a code? And what if you broke that code and you didn't realize it? Uh, what if you saw a crime? Did you see a crime? I don't know. I sped past it. <laughs> I can't get printed. What if it was a crime? What if... So- anyhow, 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 anyhow. Whoa. <laughs> we get it. We didn't like it. <laughs> this is not good. Um, We'll get there. Because this week, we actually have a Where Have They Been Doing, which was much better. Yes. <laughs> much better much than the better. movie that we'll be talking about. Um, John, did you have one too this week or no? No, I couldn't get to it. Bummer. Um, well, we can't always do pre- previous people's in the next month stuff, and I'm not sure how many of our next person's movies we want to watch throughout May um, or April. I can tell months. Is it going to um, be May? Um, <laughs> no, it's going to be April. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be uh, April. Yeah, it doesn't work it as doesn't, well. No, it doesn't no. roll no. It just no. falls apart right More there. Like <laughs> yeah. Bolts out of your lips. It's gonna be my Yeah, that's relevant. Um <laughs> <laughs> Now it's all in my it's head. It's just because of the coronavirus. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can hear. Thanks. Yeah. Anyhow, what was I talking about? We're doing the... Um, oh, yeah, the where have they where been have doing? doing? You guys had one. Uh, what I was saying is that we can still, if we can do another Joe Dante one or another D.D. Allen or whatever, we can always slide any of those people in previously into where have they been doing. Just reminders that that could still happen. This week, however, we did The Adams Family. Da-da-da-da. Ooh. 
There's only two. That was one extra click. <laughs> Joey's looking at her phone and was just kind of like, oh, he's doing it? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. My mom's Facebook account got hacked and she's messaging me about how to let everyone know. Fun. Um, so The Addams Family was one of those movies that I saw a shitload as a kid. And then I saw Addams Family Values probably double that amount. So, like, I was a big fan of these things. And I, I uh, she only edited the first movie. Um, but I thought it was great. Like, the editing really kind of strikes a comedic tone for the movie. Like, it really helps it, like, solidify a style. Uh-huh. Um, and I never really thought about that before when I was watching it. But watching it this time, looking for the editor, I'm like, oh, wow. She had a lot to do in this. And yeah. she did a really good job. She had a lot of good footage to work with. A mm-hmm. lot of good scenery good performances it looked like they had a lot of coverage yeah she looked like she probably had fun with this movie yeah like you could just tell that she took the movie and she like either cut to the music or to the comedy or whatever but each scene had like a little bit of a flair to it yeah um but it was never like overshadowing the scene so she did it was like the perfect the perfect blend of like showy editing but it's just there for effect i'm sure she had a lot of fun editing thing yeah. Oh, Just, yeah. Like all the different shots of like the you know the nervous emotions of those fingertips. That guy did so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the hell out of it. If you have not seen it, um, for some strange reason, or only seen values, go back to the original. I don't uh, think Chewie had ever seen the original. Whole way I think I had like in pieces. Yeah. But never all the way through. Yeah, I, I'm not one for the argument of which one's better because I think they're pretty different while being still very very similar. Um, I love both of them. Yeah, I think they're both just great movies. Yeah. Um, but this one was more for the D.D. Allen of it all, because she did not edit yet. No. Well, I don't think I've seen the second one. I'm like, Chewie, I've only seen the bits and pieces of the first one, or at least only remember bits and pieces. So since you've seen them so much, what makes the, what makes the two of them different from each other? <coughs> it's the sense of humor is the same, but the sense of, but the execution is different. So it's like very bleak in both movies and just kind of like very death pro um but in the second movie it's just kind of like they joke about it they don't show it in the first movie they joke about it and show it and the best example is the two plays so the kids put on a play in both movies and the second one is the one people the only one people remember because it's insane and it's a bunch of native americans destroying the pilgrims and it's hilarious and they roast people over a fire um in the first movie they do a scene from shakespeare and cut off each other's limbs and slice each other's throats and spray blood all over the audience, like all over blood. the stage. Just oh, wow. geysers of blood. There's no way they had bags under those clothes. Like they had a, they <laughs> definitely had like hoses going out oh, yeah. their pant leg out into the stage and through her neck. Like it's just yeah. spraying every all over all the people. Yeah. The parents are a all lot. like, Ugh! like it's so it's the same sense of humor, but just one has a little bit more of a serrated edge. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's what I mean. Like they're the same, cool. but also different. Uh huh. Like I think most kids could watch Values. Some kids probably shouldn't see the first one. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, especially with the tarring of the carolers at the very beginning. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> <For> hot tar. <laughs> you don't really see him do it, but I'm like going, "Oh, that's just mean." Yeah. That's too much. 
I, I don't like them. Well, that's not true. I've never had carolers to not like, so I don't know if I like them or People not. People don't carol. That's just a movie thing. People do it. We have friends that do it. They invite us, and we're like, no. Anyhow, doesn't matter. Let's move on to the movie of the day. Chewie's new favorite film. Mm. I'm going to buy her a poster and frame it for her for Christmas. Oh, man. Five out of five stars. Ten out of ten stars. Mm. It's, a, <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a knee slapper. It's Final Cut. How about the Chewy software. this week Not- takes the uh, the honors, if you will? <laughs> All right. Well, we got a movie. Oh, boy. Set in a world. Near future, current day, alternate universe. I don't know. Uh, where people get implants as in utero, which I'm very curious on how they do that. Uh, that a chip even though it's organic or whatever, is inserted into a fetus and it records their entire life. And then it can be harvested after they die and a cutter, an editor, will take that life footage and edit a re-memory of you so everyone can watch a video through your eyes of your life at your funeral. And that's the basis of this movie. So it opens with a child dying. It's very happy. And then we get to know Robin Williams' character, who has a relationship with a woman played by Mia Sorvino. And I'm like, I hope this didn't take her more than a day. Uh, uh, And I guess you maybe are supposed to care about it, but you don't. And then you watch him do his job. You watch him really try to find out whether or not the kid that you think he let die was actually dead. Uh, You find out that he wasn't and that he actually has an implant in his head too, which means that he should not be a cutter and he needs to stop doing his job. And JC slash Jesus, Jason, John (laughs) Caviezel. Jim. Jim Caviezel. When you think of Jesus, you think of... Jim. Yeah. Jim <laughs> Uh Apparently wants to take down the Zoe Corporation or something. You remember this so much better than I thought you were going to. Because I was trying to find meaning to it. <laughs> uh, the and, look on your face there was horrifying. <laughs> and he wants to take down the company that does the implants. So he decides he needs the memories of their attorney. I'll let that hang there for a moment. Uh, And he needs it so bad that he's willing to kill Robin Williams to get Robin Williams' memories of that guy's life that he saw because the original file of the guy's memories is gone. And that's the end of the movie. Even though... Like, 20 minutes before the end of the movie, we are shown that you can get the memories without killing the person. Well, that was a risky thing. It could have driven him mad or made him a blank slate but or something. But it didn't. So yeah. he could probably do it again. But he didn't know that. And I'm Robin still... Williams did. Stop shooting the gun at me. I'll just go show you. Just, <sighs> just stop. But Robin Williams stop didn't want to do that. Stop it. <laughs> no. It's a bad Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, stop it. And I can go 
Well, let's talk about the other things before I just talk about all my problems with this movie. So there's a part of me that wants to take all of that and cut a trailer with you doing the VO. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like an eight-minute trailer. It'd be a long trailer, but it'd be <laughs> hilarious. So in a world or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use the same music from the rememory that Robin Williams did. Oh, yeah. It, it'd, like, be, it'd be perfect. Um, mm. But it would take a better editor than me. But I'm, I'm mm. going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um so we're real quick around the table. Did did anyone like it? I don't know. Absolutely not. No. And I'm usually the person <laughs> no, that didn't. says if a movie brings out extreme emotion in you, well then that must be a good piece of art, whether or not you liked it. And I watched this movie and I'm like, most of the time when someone gets a big emotion from something, that movie has something to say. If this movie had any actual thought of what it wanted to say, I couldn't find it. It's one of those times I wish we had the uh, the whole table here because Chewie's very mad at this movie, which means that she's talking to only me. So it yeah. feels like she's very mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like don't when hit you Brian. Go, don't hit Brian. <laughs> it's like when you go to an art gallery. And you're surrounded by beautiful art where people spent a lot of time and thought on something. And then you find a toilet in a corner. (laughs) And that toilet has a little piece of a turd on the corner of the lid. And you're like, what was the thought process here? And you're just staring at it. And is the thought process that life is shit? (laughs) Or is the thought process... If I just come up with something really that looks like it had no effort means it had a lot of effort. And I don't know. This is the this is the type of emotion I would have watching this movie and if I saw that in an art gallery. So, I guess we'll start I'll I'll pick up after that with the first time I saw this I liked it. I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking Joey might like this at one point when I saw the title come up. I don't remember what the fuck I was thinking. I think you probably liked the design of it. It is a very well-designed movie. I, I love I love his editing machine. Like, uh, I think yeah. they call it the guillotine. Like, his whole thing, yeah. I think, is really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I love the dials on it. I love the wood finish. <laughs> I like the wood keyboard. I thought all that was really cool. Um, but I think what really got me the most is the movie asks a lot of really cool questions. Does it? I think so. I would agree with Brian on that. If only because these are similar questions that you might get from something of a Philip K. Dick what was the novel or a short story, of just. But no, you're you're saying that like, I, I can feel exactly where you're going with this. But the questions are, it's like the what if, like, can you trust your memories? Can you do like, you know, like who are you? Are you what you remember? Are you anything more than that? Like it's just a like question like yourself, really. And it kind of just poises these questions with no aim or vehicle to answer them at all. But it does bring up things that make me go, like, that's fun to think about. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying the movie is doing a good job of asking these questions, but it just kind of volleys up every, like, sci-fi question out there that it can think of. Oh, yeah. Well, so right. And, can, and partially... So with the design like, of the movie, and you can latch onto the things you like, and then maybe I just kind of made up my own thing from there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and I was I lied a little bit at the beginning. I, I picked it mainly because Robin Williams was on the cover, but when I looked at the description of this movie and what the premise was and the synopsis... There was some interesting ideas that it was presenting to me and like, oh, it was going to address these things. It was going to like be about this sort of stuff like memory and 
like what can you trust your memory does your memory is is that you like it was promising some of these things and i built my hope up around that that it would actually be a much more interesting and much more focused look at these questions or at least picking one and going with it to the as far as an extent as it could take you know yeah, but instead you just get this weird mismatch of a movie that's trying to do two different things entirely. It wants to be a thriller. But it also wants to be a character study like about a... motivation and... And regret. And yeah. regret. Yeah. And how people honor the dead. Yeah, so you get these, like... I was describing it last night after we watched it. I'm like, it felt like we watched two-thirds of two movies. Like, we didn't mm-hmm, get an ending, mm-hmm. really, to either one of them. Because you can't with the story of Robin Williams and the kid that he might have killed because he's also dead. So that's a period at the end of that sentence. You can figure out whether or not he did it, but that doesn't really offer any closure. There's really nothing there. And then you get the other one of he's doing a high-profile life edit. And he has to figure out how to make this guy who's clearly molesting his daughter look like he had a great relationship with his daughter. Um... And in doing so, the other guy wants to use that footage to take down a corporation, although that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, um, that's one of my biggest problems yeah, with but the it's, movie. But it's like a corporate espionage sci-fi thriller or this regret sad movie, but neither one of them really have an ending and neither one of them really make a lot of sense no. and they're just slammed together in the most uncomfortable way. And I appreciate how Dee Dee Allen edited his memories yeah. Uh, and the execution of that. And I really, I would say one of the best scenes in the film is him watching his own memories. Oh, I yeah. I really appreciated how they did that. The execution on that with the performances and the editing was really good. Oh, the moment it clicks in and he's got like the infinity mirror thing. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm watching this memory. Yeah. That's fucking that weird. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and whether... even, even the goofy uh, montage in the beginning when he's when he finally sits down at the guillotine and he starts like going back behind the sc- like where all those screens are behind him and it gets kind of like cut, cut and pasted like it feels kind of goofy a little bit a little bit. Oh, that just reminded me of Swordfish. Made me think of the uh, Hulk, the Ang Lee one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like there was like there was a style to that that was like oh hey if the movie's gonna be this just we're gonna get like really weird montages and weird cutouts like hey I could get behind this but no yeah. they drop but, that like right but after. Not that. <laughs> but that's that's where we get into the what is his character? I have no idea. Okay, you have you open with not a memory of it, but a thing of it happening, and well, I guess a it's, non-reliable narrator. Blah blah yeah. blah. Of him playing in the thing and the kid falling and then kid dying and him leaving. Um, So then you're introduced to him as an adult who seems to lack emotion. Because he's able to deal with all these hard cases of these bad people. Yeah. Uh, The footage is too rough. Atlan's your guy. Yeah. Um, But then he gets really, like, excited and giddy and kind of turns into a quirky fun dude when he's around Mia Sorvino. Mia. And he seems like he has a hard time controlling his emotions whenever it involves the memory of the kid. But so then I'm wondering, like, are we supposed to assume that he actually does have emotions towards his job or not? Is he able to suppress his emotions because of the guilt he feels towards this child? Yes. 
And they explain that one. <laughs> kind of. They do, The whole Sin Eater scene. That's what that is. He yeah. feels he deserves it. He's taking on the weight because he's he's so far gone that nothing can save him. So he'll take everybody else's sins on him. Okay. Because he killed somebody. He sees himself as irredeemable. So now he is the Sin Eater. So like, if I'm going yeah. down, I might as well take everyone else's so they don't have to go down. All right. So there is a little bit of character development in there, but that is also one scene and totally explained by dialogue. Right. And it's quite a ways from the first scene where you see the, the, the thing that he's guilty for, or he feels guilty about. Yeah. And it's just kind of stuck in, like it floats. That scene kind of floats in there as it's trying to decide which genre it wants to switch to. Cause Caviezel's there. There's the guy in the back who's hiding, ready to like kill him, I guess. Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? He's he looks like he's something plucked out of a, a hacker, different hacker movie. Yeah, something out of the '90s of like, ooh, European leather wearing European type looking man who's menacing. Your acid right. cool. Ooh. Yeah, and to uh, to your point, like the fact that the Sin Eater thing comes late in the film, and like it's not the through line. Like that idea of a Sin Eater, yeah, that's interesting. And as he was saying it, as he was saying those words, I was like, hey, this is an interesting idea. But what if the rest of the movie kind of was about this versus the weird corporate espionage thing, which I don't care about. Caviezel's character was like, whatever. I mean, one guy with who had this sordid past, that going to really topple anything? Who cares? Sin Eater, no. interesting. And, and then we're the, off But that's that. the, the entire thing about him. So... The information, they say, everyone knows he's a bad guy. And I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, so what did he do that everyone knows is bad? He molested his daughter. So wait, everyone knows this? Yeah, everyone's already aware of it. So you release footage of the dead man. Doing it? Doing it. Great. Okay, that's terrible yeah. for the daughter. Yeah, re- just... real cool, guys. Uh... Uh, but how does that take down the company? Yeah, how does it take down the company when their lawyer was a child molester? Yeah, that sucks that you hired a terrible person and, no, kind of glad he's dead. Uh, He didn't really do anything with the company, though. (laughs) No, has nothing to do with... If anything, then you're proving that these memory things are something that the police should have access to. That's a more moral dilemma. That's like police trying to get into people's iPhones. But honestly, there was one moment... That I thought was a great question that Jim Caviezel, just in like a moment of panic of like, this is why I turned against the, what are they called again? Uh, the the eyes? The eye, is it called the... Zoe. The Zoe implant. Oh, Zoe. Yeah. Um, he's like, this is why I turned against it. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, he mentions, he's like, doesn't it change the way we interact with each other? If we always know we're being recorded, that changes how you will talk to people. I'm like, oh, there's your movie. That's yeah. yeah. Why is that not the movie? Yeah, it's not the movie. It's not the movie at all. You could have instead had, of like, we're watching a movie that that's an like a subplot for the sub character when the movie wants to be a character study about guilt. Yeah, but like that one, you, there's a really cool sci-fi movie in there. Like it'd almost be like a Stepford Wives esque thing of like everyone's just like ha ha. But like, what are people really like? Like there was a cool ideas in this movie. Just none of them are the actual movie. No, and the weird tattoo uh, scarification uh, yeah. people with that, that, the worst, the worst chanting that doesn't make sense to what they're chanting against. Right. 
the response to the technology channel. seemed a bit disproportionate to how pervasive it was. Like, okay, some people have this thing recording, but it, the movie doesn't really, never really says that, like, the whole world has to have it. You no. know, like, it, it never feels like a crucial technology that people use. It's, it seems like something that rich people can put in their kids or themselves, and these people, like, complaining against it just wouldn't have it. Like, they wouldn't, they, don't, they didn't strike me as the type of people who could afford it anyways. So, like, it's and and then they also imply that parents will take out loans and Robin Williams says his parents took out a loan to get his implant, which that's something that can put people into debt. Like it could destroy lives to yeah. get that stupid implant in your kid's head. For why? It just kind of feels like a. <coughs> it just kind of feels like a a badly thought out Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Well, I was saying it, this, I mean, the movie itself, if I had read it as a short story, I'd probably be like, oh, that was fun. But it would have been one or the other. It wouldn't have been the espionage or the memory of the kid. It would have been one thing as a short yeah. story. And it would have been better. Yeah, it'd be, it could be a really tight short story. Not a good two-hour yeah. movie. No. Well, even the short story could have attached a few different of these elements in there, just woven them. Because, you know, with something like a short story, you can be a little bit more forgiving. But you can also, like get rid of some of the stuff that you have to expand out into a full length movie that you don't need. And yeah, because for as big a questions that this movie wants to ask, it just wants to be so small in its execution. Yeah. I'm not sure if it wants to be small, if it just was small. I, I, it's just, it was a rough one. It was just a, I mean, I feel like I can complain about it for days, but I just kind of don't want to. My, yeah. The other thing that I had a problem with was just Mia Sorvino's character. What what, what character? Yeah, right. what, what was she there for? She was, That's a whole other movie in there, too, about this guy who's a cutter who did her husband's... Ex-boyfriend's, ex-boyfriend's rememory. Rememory, and then that way he was able to hit on her to get her into his house and then sleep with her. I mean, like, that's stalker, terrible level yeah, stuff real, right there. real fucked Not up. making him sympathetic at all. And then for some reason... She decides to just go through his entire desk and finds the one of her ex-boyfriend's rememory. And it looks like she went through a lot. Like, she knew she was looking for it. Yeah. And it was just like... she knew how to look for it, too. What? (laughs) It was kind of confusing. It was like... I was trying to figure out how to phrase it. It's just one of those things of... Why is she looking, for one? Like, I don't remember anything. Maybe she's Snoopy and just wants to look at all of his old cuts. Sure, but, like, I guess that would make more sense. I'm like, but what? There was nothing in the scene before that made her go, like, that's something my boyfriend said. Like, just something he did. He maneuvered. Yeah. Something. There was nothing there. So it was just kind of weird that she instantly... She either instantly got the sixth sense about it to go... There's something wrong about Robin Williams. I'm going to go through his desk. Or it's just she's crazy Snoopy McSnooperson. And she's like, I'm going to watch all these rememories. Because that's not a horrific invasion of privacy. Yeah. Right. I and then know. she like snaps hers. And, and she's like, no, this is mine. And I'm like. Well, it was snaps like, her ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Right. Her ex-boyfriends. She's like, that's our memory. And like her reaction. I was like, well, I thought you guys weren't seeing each other. I thought he kind of ghosted you. Like I was never really clear on the timeline of the relationship. Because, like, I guess he was—he left her for a really while, apparently. Yeah. But they didn't have one. It was, like, they were just together in two scenes. 
like their first one and this one. I think they were, they just tried to make him relatable in some way. So they made him a stalker. <laughs> they made him a stalker. Yeah, Look, <laughs> that's how he, you do it. <laughs> he had sex with a girl. He's a human. Oof. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This, this is not good. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's just it, it's sad that like they had to feel like they had to humanize him by doing that because there is something you could do instead was just someone who's taking on all these like the sin eater thing it's like is he so hollowed out like again going to that that's the interesting idea of course he wouldn't he would be a a husk of himself right but this is like they're trying to make him relatable give him human emotions when like i don't think that was the idea necessarily the whole time he goes up to her and goes i need you and she goes why i'm with her i'm 100 percent with her what what yeah okay I don't know. I'm kind of running out of gas on this one because I, I, I usually try to spin it into something I like, but we've already mentioned the production design. That's the best part of the movie. Well, I'd argue the editing was great. The I editing really, was very good. Editing was great but the I whole also, way through. Uh, most of the movie, I don't really, I didn't really feel that she was terribly invested in the movie either. No, but she at least got to have some cool moments and yeah. she did her action sequence as well. And the whole movie was cut very well. It just... Yeah, it's just, it's a shame Not that much it's, to work it's with. such a turd pile. Um, well, and, and I'm curious, too, because since this movie came out, we've had, what, Black Mirror um, and all these anthologies about futurism and uh, all that sort of thing and technology. And I guess a shot in the dark is, does this play better before the era of Black Mirror? Does this play a little bit better into like in 2004 because you said you liked it initially in I your did. watch yeah so maybe it's just like because we've gotten some really heady ideas in the modern day from television and they've been explored really well and also really poorly like we've seen extremes on that this is just so middle yeah i i don't think it's just a time thing because i mean we had twilight zone before black it's mirror not a time like, thing this movie did not do well in theaters and it has like a 30 percent run tomatoes yeah, I, I think it was just a bad That's movie being generous uh i think it just caught me at the right time um but if we had to say a favorite part i think we've already kind of said them but we'll, we'll do it anyways because that is what we are here for for dd um what would your favorite part be? The part when he's looking at his own memories. It's a good sequence. I- I'm going to go with the first editing sequence. <clears throat> this part that reminded me of the Hulk. It's kind of cool. It's real flashy. This is fun. Yeah, I would... I would kind of piggyback on the, the first editing scene. just, And then couple that with the end when Caviezel was doing his own editing both uh scenes had them in close-up robin williams and jim caviezel and looking very intently it was like an interesting version of editor face i guess because our faces are never usually that intense more kind of like uh (laughs) at least Hmm. in my case slack jawed and like wow this movie really failed sorry i'm looking at the numbers (laughs) yeah it didn't even do a million dollars in america oof yeah Made three million internationally. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Not in theaters. Um, well, yeah. I guess that's kind of the end. <laughs> like uh, I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So not your fault, John. No, not well, no, not no. I, I was taken in by the the cover art, the advertising, the act, you know, having Robin Williams in there. I was taken in by all these outside elements that promised everything we just said we wanted out of this, or we were expecting out of this. So yeah, we just did get it. Um. So yeah, like, how do you start... have a movie with Robin Williams and Jim Caviezel and Mira Sorvino, and you just have a plopper? Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. A plopper. Uh, so we've done now four movies from D.D. D. Allen. Uh, five if you count our where, or six if you count our where they've been doings. Uh, any final thoughts on her as an editor? Are you uh, you ending this whole month as a bigger fan, less of a fan, more so just aware of her presence? Uh, what do we think? I'm a fan. At large, yeah. she chooses very good movies for her projects. Mm-hmm. And I thought she always, like, I thought there's a pretty distinct style throughout all of them that you could see, with the exception of The Wiz. The Wiz was kind of a an odd duck in this whole bunch yeah. because it was just so set on being a wide open look. Uh, but the rest of them we watched, I think there was a pretty clear style throughout of how she cut together... Uh, both conversations and uh, more intense moments. Like she was really good at cutting on emotion and making you feel things ramp up or slow down. And she just kind of owned a scene very well. Like very yeah. good puppet string puller. Yeah, I really appreciated that cutting more on emotion than necessarily continuity. I think there was some stuff about Bonnie and Clyde earlier where it was like she just went for more of the emotion than exactly getting the 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 continuity correct. And I saw that throughout all these movies um, maybe less so with the whiz, but like with all these, it was like, yeah, the scenes that stand out have that Dee Dee Allen touch, the the cut to an emotion versus you know a plot, which yeah. I, I I've come to really appreciate and like her filmography is so interesting and diverse. Like I, I have, that's kind of been blowing me away this whole month. Oh yeah, she she did it all, and yeah. uh, she was very very good at it. It's... I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun going through her movies. Yeah, I definitely uh, watched more of her movies. Oh, yeah. She would be... Uh, if I see that she has cut the movie, I am a little bit more interested in watching it. I can almost guarantee it. Um, but, yeah. So, I had a lot of fun with Dee Dee Allen. It's a shame to see her go. Uh, Sorry, Dee Dee. But uh, next month, we got a doozy. And we're all getting ready for a movie that's no longer coming out. Nope. <laughs> but I've already planned, oh, yeah. out the, already planned out the month, so we're going to stick to it anyways. So in honor of Black Widow coming out, we're going for ScarJo Month. Scarlett Johansson throughout the month yeah. of April. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. There's five weeks in April, so we're doing five Scarlett Johansson movies. And instead of doing what we did with, say, Dee Dee Allen and Joe Dante, where we started at the beginning of their career and moved throughout to the brown, the end-ish, or I should say beginning-ish to end-ish of careers, uh, Scarlett is a insanely talented woman, and she has done every genre of film that she possibly can. And I think that's really cool. So with that in mind, we're going to go genre hopping with her. We're going to do some comedies, some dramas, some indies, just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, And we're going to start out with Rough Night, then we're going to Girl with the Pearl Earring. Then we're going to do Lucy. Uh, I believe I had the same reaction to Lucy that Chewie did to Final Cut on my first viewing. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited to go back to Lucy. I'm huh. hoping I enjoy it more this time. Uh, and then we're going to probably my favorite movie of her entire career, Under the Skin. Really excited to dive into that one again. Uh, and then we're finishing it up with the, You Don't Have Scarlett Johansson Today Without Marvel. 
So why not keep the trend going of doing our worst movie last, and we're doing Iron Man 2. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's kind of fun. It was kind of an accident both times, but now I'm just going to lean into it. Okay. (laughs) We're doing one horrible movie. It's going to be the last one. Um, Again, maybe it'll be like Lucy, and I'll enjoy it more on the rewatch, although I've rewatched Iron Man 2 a number of times, and it's gotten... Mm. It's never gotten better for me. It's never gotten better. Nope. But Sam Rockwell's still good, so we still have that. And Scarlett Johansson's great in it. Yeah. So there will be things to enjoy. Hooray for Scarlett Johansson <laughs> month. Uh, and then my month after I had planned and then I got rid of because it turned out I, I, I can't read good. And they didn't do nearly as many jobs as I thought they did. So coming in May, somebody else. Why don't we All just right. do Justin I like that Timberlake. person. Oh my God. <laughs> It's gonna be May. I have to look into how many movies he's been into, and that even if that'll be worthwhile. But if it is, then oh, Justin Timberlake, it's gonna be May. It's definitely gonna be a thing. That actually, you know what? That is. That's, I mean, we've we've already got our tagline set for the beginning. That, that has to be it. I hope he's been in enough movies. I honestly don't know. I've, I I've done think, a soundtrack or something. Something. God, that means we have to watch. It's at least the first two again. Trolls movies. We do yeah. have to watch In Time again. Oh my God, I'm so excited for May. Now. That movie's terrible. It's so so bad but i love <laughs> oh, I can't the scene wait with olivia wilde being justin timberlake's dad it's mom. or mom whatever mom. it's fantastic <laughs> yeah okay scarlet johansson month and then justin timberlake month it's been decided <laughs> oh yay <laughs> uh so do a quick round of plugs and then we'll say goodbye uh if you're enjoying being quarantined as much as the rest of us are you can uh turn on some cartoons on your tv and then come talk to us at Corona Cartoons, the new uh, show from uh, Venture Bros. Mm-hmm. And we are having a lot of fun. We did the first, uh, in, well, first, the only season of the Clerks animated series. That's our first two episodes in part one and part two. Uh, and then after that, I've been talking to people. We're going to watch some cartoons together. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And it's not too serious. We're not diving into things. It's just it sucks being locked in your apartment. Um, but nobody wants to get sick and die. So let's watch some cartoons and try to distract ourselves from the impending doom. And uh, it's been good so far. Yeah been a good time yeah uh chewy what are you plugging oh i don't know superstore superstore john what about you back in 2020 be back this year i think the night will start to kick in i think so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it'll be back in 2020 the the countdown clock has got like 10 seconds left we got to get in under the buzzer john what are you plugging (laughs) all right athpod.com our articles we've got some pandemic picks from matt coming out and uh interesting things about some something to watch you know a little a short little article about what to watch when you need something to watch and uh we've also got demon days an actual play podcast and uh we're having a blast okay so that's it thank you everyone so much for listening i hope you had as much fun with dd allen as we did uh and i look forward to celebrating scarlett johansson yay bye bye Do <laughs> 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 <laughs>